Hi friends and welcome to the Do Life Better podcast where you'll find all the tips, habits and strategies you need to help you do your life even better each and every day. My name is Dave Jorner and thank you very much for choosing to spend some time with me today. Now the other week when I posted the poll in our Do Life Better podcast group on Facebook, I asked you what would you do if you were fearless and your second highest response was to make a change in your life. Now, as promised, we're going to dive into that today. So, if you were fearless, what main change would you create? And how come? Take a moment to think about it now. For example, would you leave a job you're not enjoying? Or would you take up a new hobby? Or change something to do with your relationships or living situations and well-being? What would you do? And then... Why do you need to make this change? You see, knowing why you need to make the change and understanding the costs of staying where you are and not taking action is really important. What you've got to do then is become clear on all the positive outcomes this change will bring you because the change will need to be worth the action, the time and the resources needed to make it happen. Another important thing is to make sure that lines up with your ideal self, as in your beliefs, your values, and your passion in life. Now, the changes we hold back on range right from the big life-altering changes all the way down to the smaller, less impactful ones. For example, while writing this episode, I realized that the reason I haven't fixed a hole in the wall and then repainted it in a new color is really based on fear, not because of the other excuses I keep telling myself like I'm too busy. You see, when something isn't working out or when you don't like a situation you are in, there are actually three options. Either fully accept it as it is or find a way to fix it or, the last one, make a complete change. Otherwise, staying where you are and complaining about it doesn't help and that is simply not an option. That is, of course, if you want to have a thriving, happy, and successful life. And if it's change that you are going to make, then doing so the right way is crucial, especially the big life-altering changes. Before we get into it too much, one quick disclaimer is, if it is a big life-altering and very risky change that you are wanting to make, then the last of the points I'm about to go through is absolutely critical. And that is around making sure that you have the right conversations with the right people before you do anything else. Now, before I continue, if you can hear a noise in the background, that's my dog Bailey just making himself at home right next to me right now. He's been my colleague during these crazy COVID times, but hopefully he'll say quiet enough. Anyways, while I was doing the research on making big changes in your life, I read a lot of articles and there was one that stood out because of the seven steps that were in place in this article, which was written by James Clear, who also wrote the book Atomic Habits. Great book. Uh, And so I thought I'd base this episode on the seven that he came up with and maybe some little changes in here as we go, but it's pretty much based around the seven that he came up with. So let's start stepping through these ones now. As we do, have the change in mind that you're thinking about creating. Okay, so the first step is you will never have all the information. So yes, do your research first. Ask people with the relevant experience and wisdom and those who have your best interest at heart, but 
And this is important, but will also tell you the truth. Not just those who say, yes, that's great to everything, but those who will actually tell you the truth, tell you how it is. Be sure also to make the best decision that you can now. Yes, mistakes might happen. And of course, that is all part of the learning and the journey. But along the way, you get to make revisions and adjustments and then just keep moving forward. So that first one is to remember that you'll never have all the information, but do your best to make the right decision now. The second step is have the courage to trust yourself. And that's really important because we have limiting thoughts that really come down to not being able to trust yourself to figure it out. And this underlies a lot of the excuses for making big changes. Now, what can help with this is to remember that you have overcome unexpected obstacles, challenges, and setbacks in the past. And of course, because you've done it before, you know that you can do it again. For example, maybe you lost a job or a relationship broke up or some plans were unexpectedly changed at the last minute. How did that turn out? Yeah, of course, it may have been tricky at the time, but I'm sure you were able to work it out. You were fine in the end. So have the courage to trust yourself. Know that you have what it takes to figure it out and that in the end, all will be well. You will make it work. So the second one, have the courage to trust yourself. The third one is what's the worst that could happen? Now, most of our fears are created from exaggerating or catastrophizing an outcome in our head. We make it far worse than what it actually is. So write down the worst possible outcomes and do so with a sense of reality and perspective. Like recently, I've had conversations with friends. One started the business, another one's going for a big new job. And of course, with that comes fear. When I started my new business, with that comes fear of what if it doesn't work out? What if we end up going completely broke? What if we're homeless? And then when you step through all those big scenarios of what if it doesn't work out? Will I be homeless? Well, no, not really, because I've got friends and family who will step in, who will help me out, who will provide us, myself and my family with shelter and food. So really, the worst case scenario probably won't actually happen anyway. And if it does, it's really not going to be that bad because we've got people in that corner who will help work it out. So for this one, remember to step through the worst case scenario. Figure out what's the percentage of it actually occurring and if it did, what would you do next? By doing so, you remind yourself that, well, maybe it's not so bad and making sure, of course, that it is a risk that you and your partner or family or whoever else are willing to take. Now, the fourth one is focus on the process more than the result. If you are a long-time listener to this podcast, you'll be familiar with focusing on the process and not the outcome. Very often, the result you are aiming for can seem out of reach. Or you might worry about wanting to change the goal further down the track. And of course, that's okay. A goal isn't set in stone. You can change it. After all, you're the one who came up with it. So when you focus on the process and then break it down into small, actionable, achievable quality steps, the outcome will often take care of itself because you will find you're giving each step the attention that it needs to be able to start putting all the pieces together anyway. Step five is be open to pursuing new opportunities. You know, when thinking about a big change, 
you can start focusing on it so much that you start feeling like you'll be stuck with that new direction or outcome and that you'll be locked off from other options. Whereas in reality, that's most often not the case. Instead, pursuing new directions generally lead to more choices and opportunities along the way, most of which will be completely unexpected. Now, number six is to just make an effort. Obviously, it's easy to not try something new or go for a job interview or start a new hobby because if we don't do it, then of course we can't fail. And what this does is it provides a nice self-protection loop in which we can make all sorts of excuses not to try. But really, all we're doing is just avoiding the failure. Of course, effort is the only thing that can create an outcome. We can think about it forever, come up with a perfect plan, but that's all useless until we put it into action. And that's just like these new projects I've been working on. I'd spent so much time developing it in my head and even writing down the steps, but I had nothing to show for it. I really wanted it to get into schools and get them to test it, but because it was all just on paper or in my head, there was nothing they could actually use. So I had to start breaking it down into those smaller steps and just make an effort. Just focus on one task today, get that one done, then tomorrow, the next task. So when you start making an effort, you do get that feedback loop of being able to adjust and adapt and overcome. So number six, again, make an effort. And step seven, the last point, is to start with something manageable. For example, you can't run a marathon before you can do 5Ks and you can't jog 5Ks before you can walk that far. A good mate of mine went from pretty much not running or riding at all to completing a half Ironman triathlon last year simply by breaking it all down into manageable steps. And you know, for me to fix my wall, I'm going to start with researching the best method for covering the hole, make a list of what I need, then go down to Bunnings and just pick it all up. That is manageable. And then in my calendar, set out a Saturday where I'm just going to get it done. That's something manageable. And then before I know it, I'll be sitting at the bottom of the wall doing the painting. Same process again for these online projects. What's one manageable thing you can start with? I'll research the best platform. I'll start making a video, one simple thing. And if you're wanting to start a new business, start by doing your research, talking to people who have taken the leap or those who have succeeded in that area. And if you want to change your relationships or your health and well-being, particularly if it is a significant change or if there's risk involved, again, like the businesses as well, Start by talking to someone who was trained and experienced in that area. That is really important, please. And find friends and family who have gone through something similar and who have the wisdom that you can trust and ask them about the process. As I mentioned at the start, don't just find the people who say yes to everything. Yes, you're amazing. Yes, you're incredible. Go for it. Find those who will be on your side, but also those you can trust, those who will tell you the truth. And especially the people who've got the experience, the wisdom, and those who've been there. Once you start taking the small action and then achieve and celebrate the small wins, momentum will kick in and it'll be easy to keep moving forward in the right direction. And during this whole process, remind yourself of that question. What would you do if you were fearless? And then take wise action. 
So I hope these seven steps were helpful for you today. Uh, If they have been, share it with someone else who maybe you need them in your corner to get you through this process. Or maybe they've been wanting to make a change as well and this is your way to be able to help them out. And of course, please do leave a rating and a review. That makes a really big difference for this podcast. It helps to get it out in front of more people just like you. So if you could take 30 seconds, it'll be fantastic. Leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It makes a massive difference for us. So if you could do that, that'll be fantastic, please. And as you continue going forward this week, remember that one question, what would you do if you were fearless? So thank you very much for joining me today and all the very best as you continue doing your life even better each and every day.